0: No, my, hide, and my. Welcome to the More Than Theology podcast. Kia ora, welcome to the podcast. And today, my guest is Zoe Forrest. Uh, just before I introduce Zoe, um, I just want to say, Zoe, that um, this water bottle I've been using and drinking the wrong way. And <laughs> apparently, you don't tip it back like I was with our, our previous episode with Jeremy. Straight up. Um, Just straight up and down like that. Mm. That is the proper way to use that. Good to know. Um, Apparently everyone knows that, except for me. So, um, but let me t- introduce Zoe to you. Uh, Zoe is, apart from being a friend of mine for quite a while now, we belong to the same church um, and um, have similar or same circle of friends. Uh, Zoe is involved with Manahapuri, which is a kaupapa Māori organisation that works in the community here in Te Okohoroi, mm-hmm. or, aka Kimureti, aka... Okay. Cambridge. Um, and so um, she's really involved in that that work, in that ministry. Um, she, before that, um, has been involved in a bunch of other things. She worked at um, Vision College. She's been involved with 24-7 youth work. And I think, I feel like most of the time that I've known Zoe, she's always been involved in the community and doing mm-hmm. community stuff. Um, what we really want to talk about today is um, the Pākehā journey. Mm-hmm. And I'll let Zoe kind of explain that journey, um, but just to sort of set it up a little bit, um, you know, Zoe is working for uh, an organisation that um, works a lot with Māori and alongside Māori and has been engaging with Māori for, um, you know, quite intentionally for quite a few years now. And part of that has been, the journey for her has been also a, a more like a, journey of self-discovery so that's why I wanted Zoe to come on she's really um, a good thinker in this kind of space and so it's anyway it's a real pleasure to have you here Zoe so thanks. thanks. So Zoe tell me about your journey as a Pākehā woman seeking to engage with Māori better.
1: Cool Um. yeah so I guess um, I grew up uh, in Whakaoriori which is Marsden in, in um, the Wārarapa on the lands of um, Ngāti Kahununu And so for me there, um, I grew up um, going to school and having friends and just um, naturally in and out of, um, I guess, different friends' homes and stuff uh, who are Māori and um, was in Kapahaka and all Mm. of that kind of stuff. Um, But uh, it was still very much... um, thought of and and lived through my own worldview and my own understanding sure. and that of what was being taught around me, which, um, for example, even though um, at the high school I went to, the majority of students were Māori, um, all the senior management and teachers were Pākehā. Mm. So even though you could fool yourself that you were in a Māori environment, it was actually a very Pākehā environment. Um and it wasn't really until we'd moved up here, um, re- and really most of my journey has been here in Te Okohoroi in Cambridge, um, on the lands of Ngāti, Ka- um, say Ngāti Kahununu <laughs> again, <laughs> Nāti Koruki Kahukura and also um, Ngāti Hawa. Mm-hmm. And I guess that started really um, kind of hit me when we did 24-7 national training, um, up at Waitangi and uh, we were on the treaty grounds and it was like beautiful blue sky and everything and we're sitting underneath the um, teachings of the local Kaumatua and it was, yeah, it, w- it was just one of those times where you're like, I actually can't deny, I can't stay in my safe little bubble mm-hmm. listening to this. I actually um, have to internalise some of what is being said and, and for me that was quite a... Um, disorientating type of experience, I guess um I kind of would have been along the thinking of, yeah, but you know, the treaty was signed like over a hundred years ago. That's like generations yeah. ago. What do we and then listening to them, I was like, oh no, this is still really real. Um and then came back to my safe little bubble here in Cambridge and was able to kind of um Forget about it yeah, a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like stay in my little safe space of denial, yeah. um, and kind of feel like, um, you know, I, I could say greetings and mm-hmm. stuff. I knew the process of a porphyry, I could engage. So, um, you know, that box is ticked as terrible as yeah, it sounds. Yeah. Um, and then at church one Sunday, um, Luke Goodwin, your brother, <laughs> was um was preaching, um, and. <laughs> Who got Luke to preach on Waitangi Day was a genius, <laughs> I guess. And um, it was just, uh, man, it, it was a Holy Spirit punch in the gut kind of moment where that time it, um, Waitangi came back and all these other things. And I was just like, oh, God, you're really wanting us to press into this. And my husband was having the same kind of thinking as well. Um, and at the time here um at the local community marae uh vinnie and chrissy simmons were um running a time called Fano time which is mm. on a sunday afternoon and you, you know she had sh- um she kai together mm. and then you'd sit and so we um were completely freaked out 100 percent freaked out and we went there without two very boisterous girls who knew nothing about marae te kanga and stuff and we just rocked on up um, into Final um, time and we that was about the next year and a half, two years of our lives just sitting in that space and it was such a privileged space where we were challenged and broken and just our whole, way of seeing got flipped upside down and um during that time just it was such a disorientation because the way that I had viewed the world and the way that I thought the world was was being challenged and was being broken apart and um I was beginning to see a new way of seeing um and these amazing, lovely people were so kind and patient with us and were just so generous with their stories and um, with their truth and also just um, with, with showing us Jesus mm. in a completely different way. You know, mm. like we, um, the, the different Waiata we're singing, the different stories, just the different outworkings of faith uh, and um, yeah, within that was a real... It was really a time of, of growth, but also a time of internal battle mm. as well. Mm. Um, and then I was working at Vision at the time. And then Vinnie um, had just started up Manahapuri mm. and things were um, starting to change there. And him and Chrissy came around for dinner one night. And then at the end of the night, he was like, so got a proposal for you. <laughs> Why don't you come and work for me? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm quite happy where I am. Thank yeah. you. And he's like, nah, and I laid it all out. And he's like, I can't pay you, but, you know, we'll get there. And I was like, okay. And then by the end of the night, it was like, oh, goodness, this is what I'm doing. I'm like leaving this and coming into this space, which is completely out of my comfort zone, completely out of my known world. And so, yeah, so doing that, and it's been again just another time of entering into spaces that I normally wouldn't be able to enter into. I mean, there's something about being the majority in your own country. My culture is what is seen and represented. My culture is the one that um, is how everything is outworked. Um, and all of a sudden, I'm in spaces where I'm the minority, mm. spaces where, um, things that I thought are being challenged spaces where conversations are happening and there's these internal things happening within me where um, I don't know I'm fearful or mm. I'm, um, I'm resentful about something or I'm like I'm feeling threatened and mm. I'm sitting there going where is this come from do you yeah. know what I mean like why am I feeling this way and I really had to deal with that stuff because I well, when I was working with this with everyone, so I had to, I couldn't just ignore it. And um, but, but, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm racist, and I didn't even realize it. Mm. Like I have prejudice against people I consider my friends. Like, mm. what is going on? And it, but, it was such a deep seated um, feeling that I was able to deny it for so many years until I was put in places and situations where it was I just couldn't I couldn't deny what was going on inside of me Mm -hmm. so yeah really disorientated and also along the journey yeah um I guess when you kind of start working that out a little bit and wrestling with it and having people walk it through with you you can easily get a little bit self-righteous as well you know towards other come on guys why don't you you Mm -hmm. know like you can't say that whatever Mm -hmm. and and um you can almost get a little bit of a um, Pharisee spirit towards mm. others, or you know, a lot of people um, almost try and distance themselves from being Bagia, or um, saying right. because because uh, of the shame and the guilt that comes with that, or um, you know, I've heard um, some Māori friends talking about. Um, other Pakia friends that they have, and how they just don't even want to be Pakia. They mm. don't want to do that because they're so ashamed about what mm. we've done mm. um, and our and our heritage. So um, working through all of that that mm. stuff um, to come to a place of a healthy identity and a healthy way of being able to be Pakia. Yeah, mm, long-winded awesome. answer. No, there that's I mean. good.
0: Um, a <clears throat> couple things Yeah, Yeah. there. Um, so <laughs> I'm really interested, partly as a preacher, but more generally about this topic. What was it that um, in that sermon? Was there a, a particular oh, thing or was it just... I can't even remember. Right. It, Look,
1: mm. it wasn't Luke. It was the Holy Spirit, yeah, all right?
0: Gotcha, gotcha,
1: gotcha. <laughs> Give credit where credit... No, no. No, I think it uh, 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 was... Luke did a fantastic job of weaving in... Um, with um, the a treaty and with covenant and with our relationship with God and our relationship with our brother and with communion, you know like mm. we're not supposed to take communion mm. if our brothers have something against us, we' yeah. to go to them yeah. and our brothers have something against us. we mm. have wronged and harmed our brothers mm. and we're not make, we're not trying to reconcile that relationship. So, yeah, so he kind of put the word or the challenge out there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and now that you've said that, I actually remember that too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and and, um, that, I think, uh, something about it kind of did. It's
1: probably on Rally Street's website if anyone wanted to (laughs) 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 check it out (laughs) go
0: back through the archives. Yeah, I mean, it's not often that you remember assuming a week later, let alone years later. Mm. So it's h- tough for me to give credit to my brother. <laughs> you know. But um, like you said, it was part of a bigger work that God was doing, and yeah. you, and it already yeah. been there, been seeds and that kind of thing. Mm. So then you go to this whānau time. Yep. Totally voluntary and. Yep. I think probably quite scary.
1: Oh, we were freaking out. Yeah.
0: So how do you? What? It, you have the privilege. Mm-hmm. Um. Being Pākehā of not going there yep. and not, and you don't need it to sort of thrive and survive nope. in outside. So, how did you push through that fear? What was it that made mm. you take that step?
1: Yeah, you make a really good point that um, As Pākehā, we actually have a choice whether we choose to be bicultural or not, mm. um, whether we choose to engage in this or not, which is something that Māori don't have. Um, and again, that's our privilege. Um, what made us do it? I think. I really think it was the Holy Spirit did not let up on us. Right. And and it helped that it was both, Mark and I were both um, on the same wavelength. Like it wasn't one of us was trying to convince the other. Um, And I think also, um, I I, I mean, leading up to, to this time as well, we... I mean, I have been on marae before. I have done pōwhiri. I have, um, you know, I, ha- I have experienced um, te ao Māori, but I've experienced it on my terms. And what was different this time was that there was just a shift in attitude in which we were coming into that space. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like mm. we were coming in as a, ver- in a very, um, I guess, more humble um, Knowing that this this was a a learning vulnerable space for us, and that actually it was the manakitanga that was welcoming us into that space, mm. um, yeah. Mm. So really, I think it was just if it would have been a very blatant disobedience if we hadn't gone. Right, yeah, right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend uh, who once uh, went on a noho marae, mm-hmm. stayed on a marae for a few days and um, had really interesting conversations there. And, and this um, particular woman is a Pacifica woman, mm. and she left fe- uh, that experience feeling really affirmed in her identity, yes. a Pacifica identity. Yeah. And I wonder for you, you know, one of the interesting things is as you've gone on this sort of um, journey of, of seeking to engage with Māori, it's sort of interestingly kind of reflected back on your, or caused you to reflect back on your own mm. Pākehā identity. So what is it about that process and about, yeah, what is it about that process, I guess, that is has um, made you think about your own identity as, as Pākehā and why is that kind of important to the big picture?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting, right? Like, um, what is that saying? You know, you can't tell a fish... Explain, get a fish to explain what water is or something right, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, we're surrounded by um, a culture that reflects us a world that reflects us um, a, word that, a world that affirms um, our being but yet when I was teaching at, at Vision and we would do a paper on, um, on culture and the students would have to um, explain and write about their culture without fail every single time the our students would be, but I don't have a culture right. every single time. And it would be so hard for them to be able to complete that assessment because they couldn't explain their culture. And that's the same. I, I, I couldn't explain what, a pa- like when people ask us about New Zealand culture, often we go to um, Māori mm. or Buzzy Beads and <laughs> Hokey Pokey ice cream, yeah. you know? There's not really anything yeah. of depth that we can speak to. Um, and so going into a space where I was the minority and where I was like, surrounded by different things, even even just for an hour or two, I was like, man, I, this is really different. Like this is a completely different space and mm. worldview. And mm. um, in that, it, it really challenged me to go like, well, what? who am I? What is my culture? And um, I know that my identity is grounded in being a daughter of the Most High God of, you know, my identity is sealed in Christ. So that is my foundation that I have to, to start from. But also my outworking of that, how I view myself and how I view my neighbor is shaped by the culture around me. So having... I guess having parts of that starting to crumble and fall away when they were challenged or seen as false or just showing that there's a completely other way of looking and experiencing the world, um, yeah, was really disorientated. So I guess um, I've lost my train of thought, but I will get back to it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Um I want to ask you a little bit yeah, about good, why. Because I lost it. <laughs> you, well, you've um, you know, out of that kind of journey, um, you've started a bit of a group, um, yeah. that for for Pākehā, for tangata tiriti. Mm. It's almost like a discussion group, uh, home group. I don't know, something mm. a bit like that. Um, so wh- Why? Why did you do that? Why did you do that?
1: Mm. Um, I did that because I needed it. Um, and also because. Uh, through um, the interactions um, with my work and um, engaging um, with a lot of Pākehā in this space, and they're hearing the stories of our land for the first time, um, there's a lot of, I guess, shame and guilt that comes with that, and we don't know how to outwork that. We don't know what to do with that, and it, we can outwork that in really unhealthy ways. Um, our our natural instinct is to go into fix-it mode yeah you know okay Mm. there's a problem Mm. we've done stuff that wasn't right okay I need to fix this Mm. and so we automatically try and do things but this isn't a problem to be fixed this is a relationship to be reconciled and so how we do that is different and also we have this good bad thing right and so when people talk to us um and and we are confronted with our own um prejudices and racism we we feel bad we feel like i'm a bad person you know people who have that are bad people and so that makes me a bad person so we either kind of sit in there or we push against it and and just be like well that's not me i'm not that person and so we don't go into any deeper self-reflection and um you know if we look at it from a growth mindset space you know there's that fear where we don't even engage in it and then there's this learning space where we come and we might learn a bit of real or we might uh, learn some tikanga we might learn a bit of history But then we get stuck there because we don't know what's next, and we need to push past that, past our fragility, past our Pākehā paralysis, and actually get into a growth space where we can engage in this um, in meaningful, deep ways and in healthy ways. Um, And we stop looking to Māori to save us Mm. and to make us feel better. Mm. so to create a space where we can have those kinds of conversations and encourage, um, where we can engage with um, different learning materials or situations or facilitate different conversations where we can kind of outwork this ourselves because actually we as Pakia have work to do mm-hmm. um, we w- and we need to do that work. Um, yeah, mm. so that's kind of the heart yeah. of, of the group.
0: Yeah, so when you say there's work to do, mm. that's different from the fix it mindset.
1: Yeah, so sorry. So the work to do is that to, for a relationship to happen, like we know uh, in any healthy relationship, it takes both parties to come to it healthily. And mm-hmm. at the moment, um, when we are confronted with that, some stuff, how we come to that relationship, isn't necessarily he- healthy because we can come to it from a place of power or we can come to it from a place of shame and guilt and neither of those places are, are healthy. We need to be able to stand in a space of being okay being Pakia and being able to bring ourselves to the table in a way that honours and respects tititi in a way that honours and respects Māori as tangata whenua. Um, so I guess for me, part of that journey has been um, finding a place and a space where I'm able to, um, I guess, hold in tension what it means to be Pākehā. Because mm. what it means to be Pākehā is that we hold the truth of our colonial ancestry and we hold the tension of all of that, what that brings, but we also hold our relationship with Māori and somehow that gets merged in together because um, for me being Pākehā acknowledges my English ancestors so my ancestors mainly came from Cornwall mm. over in England and so that is my history that's where my blood comes from mm. but it's not a land that I know and it's not a land that I would call home um, and if I went there I would feel other because I'm not English so even though my ancestors are English I am Pākehā Mm. because I have been shaped by this whenua Mm. because I have been shaped by Māori Mm. so for me being Pākehā means being in relation with Māori because the only place that you can be Pākehā is in New Zealand the only way we can be Pākehā is in relation with this land and with Māori and even our name Pākehā is a gift Mm. from Māori. Um, So for me as we delve, as we enter more into Te Ao Māori, it's not that I lose my Pākehā-ness, it's that I find it more Mm. and people, you know, people say stuff like oh you know brown on the inside or um, you know, toka Māori or, or stuff like this, um, a, and it's like, no, that's that's not that's not who we are. I am Pākehā, mm. and I'm not trying to be Maori um, because I can't. I am Pākehā, but I am Pākehā because of this connection. Mm. And so, being Pākehā is a mix of of my um, British history, or mm. Scottish, or Irish, or wherever mm. it is that we may come from mm. and how that has been shaped over the years by this place and that's the uniqueness of being Pākehā and so we can choose whether we want to hold the Pākehā identity as one of shame and guilt over our colonial history or whether we choose to hold that intention and and work to um, work with Māori to Move forward in that space in a healthy way, honouring our tatidity and honouring our Māori brothers and sisters as tangata whenua. You know, there's, mm. and then when y- we can do that, that's when we can come humbly into those conversations. When we can sit under Māori and listen and hear Mm. and take and learn because Māori know all about our culture. They know know it. They've heard our stories. They know everything about it. Mm. It's actually time for us to sit and learn, Mm. listen, Mm. and be. Um, And that, I think, is where we find ourselves in relationship Mm. and the stuff that happens in between.
0: So if I'm understanding you rightly, Mm. um, it's like... You might get initial kind of um, push or impulse to sort of um, understand Te ao Māori a bit better, engage with Māori, and you might start learning some of the reo and... I just tipped. Oh, you <laughs> and when I was joking, I
1: tipped and I was oh, like, oh wow. no, I did it too! Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. not the only one. Sorry, There's yes. faulty bottles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so push
0: bottom. for Te Ao yeah, Māori. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you initially, initially want to um, maybe learn some of the language mm-hmm. and some of the tikanga, but you get to a point where that itself is not enough. It's almost a bit too superficial. And and then once you get to that point to really keep going and not just stall, you actually need to go into a kind of a bit of a, a self-reflexive kind of mode and actually start mm-hmm. reflecting on what's going on inside you and how you relate to Māori so that you can get to a place where you are able to engage and relate with Māori um, from a healthy place and not from some sort of needy place to be like affirmed Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. is that kind of what you're saying?
1: Yeah yeah that is what what I'm saying and I think um, I think you don't have to go further and I think it's in the sense that we we have choices Mm -hmm. like what you were saying before we have a privilege to dip in and out Um, and that's in a lot of ways, part of the problem um, Mm. because it takes stamina because it's a really humbling experience. I mean, you're going to do stuff that is really embarrassing (laughs) and you're going to stuff up and you're going to be humbled and you're going to be, even by the most loving, generous, kind Mm. people, Mm. and even in those spaces, the yes there's still going to be uncomfortable moments and there's still going to be painful stuff um, that you're confronted with and so it takes it actually takes stamina and because we've been the majority we haven't had to be in those experiences so we haven't developed the stamina to keep going Mm -hmm. whereas Maori and other minorities in our country they've on a daily and so they've got the stamina to mm. continue this journey and they're like going are you, are you keeping up yeah can yeah, you do yeah. can you do this hard stuff yeah, with yeah. us because yeah. we can't do it on our own yeah. they n- and so um we we don't have to go to those places but I think it's really mm. important because we all know I mean as Christians we know that Holy Spirit works in the deep it's in the deep places mm. of our souls that um, the real key works happen. Mm. You know, we can stay surface, but God wants to go deep into the roots of this stuff. You know, mm. he wants to us to see the sin against Imago Day and about mm. how we are not seeing his reflection in our brothers and sisters, about how we, and, and when I say we, I mean we as, um, as, as historically a ag- ag- group of people do you know what I mean like um the church or oh no 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 sorry um people in general western culture yeah, sure, you know sure. like even even way back and and that has obviously filtered into the church as mm. well I mean um we have asked our Maori brothers and sisters to filter their um culture through the gospel sure. um but we have never done that ourselves right and so actually it's our turn to filter our culture through the gospel and go, what is of God Mm. and what have we allowed in that Mm. has been shaped Mm. by our society around us that has a hierarchy of humanity and we need to stand against that. Mm. So that's what I mean by going into the deep. And um, it's surprising for me, it was surprising how much of my identity was shaped on um, my... Western view of the world, yeah, um, and how disorientated I could get when that was challenged, mm. and um, and it was right for it to be challenged, because then with that stuff crumbling, then God could show me truth and reality, and I have been able to see and experience more of Him because He's reflected in all cultures, and He's reflected in Parkia culture. So what is it of our culture? That reflects God, and that's what we bring to the table. Mm. That's what mm. we have to offer. And so I guess that stuff doesn't happen when we stay in the fear or in the learning. Mm. It happens when we push through into the heart spaces of Yeah, Christ. it's
0: such a good point because... You know, you talked about, you used the the fish and water metaphor, Mm. the fish doesn't know it's wet. And I guess the flip side, uh, there's all this privilege that comes from being sort of in the majority. Mm. But the flip side of that is also a blindness to the the weak spots. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the things that are not of God Mm. in Pākehā culture, they have Mm -hmm. sometimes been mixed up with the gospel. Um, And so there's a kind of blindness there that I, I suppose we're disabused of when we enter into cross-cultural relationships mm. um, that we all of a sudden, it's almost like a bit of a mirror yeah. reflecting back at us. And mm. Yeah. Um, one thing you said early on in the conversation, you mentioned, you know, some of your friends, who I, I imagine, like, maybe on a sort of similar wavelength or somewhat sympathetic to this kind of conversation and this project, but feeling shame. Mm. There You know, there's that's sort of one... Group of people, there's another group of Pakya that will um, almost have the opposite feeling of like, I've got nothing to be ashamed of, and like, yeah. and almost a bit of a defiance. Mm-hmm. And usually, with that, I think it's probably an unwillingness to go there, if you yeah. like, um, in terms of biculturalism. And we do, you know, we see it in the headlines and all sorts. So there's a kind of a range. Mm. So for Pakia Christians, who are pretty skeptical about this conversation, about skeptical about the need to, um, you know, go on a bicultural kind of mm. journey or however you want to phrase it. What is it about being a follower of Christ that means, from your perspective, we've got to go there?
1: Oh, we totally have to go there. Mm. Um, oh. We have to go there because um, we sin against God when we sin against our brothers and sisters. We This is this a, a sin against Imago Day? like I was saying before and and the sense of God is in each and every single person and when we have created a society that places one way of viewing the world one um, people group above the other which I know is a big statement to make but when we do that when we make a hierarchy out of people, which happened back in the 1700s and 1600s and the Pope gave like, yep, go and explore and conquer and, you know, all all saying saying this this up. Yeah, like, and that, even though we don't overtly say that, that's the route that Mm. has travelled through Mm. our history into today. I mean, I saw a post that that said, um, you know, if, if it's the job of Māori to work through generations of trauma and abuse, then surely it's the job of Pākehā to work through the sin of colonization, mm, and okay. and so that's that's our work that we have to do, uh, going down into the deep and actually acknowledging that you know, in um, Nehemiah he 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 when he in the chapter one he um, repented. For his own sins But he also repented for the sins of his father And he repented for the sins of his people You know, we stand as representatives And so we need to do that And also our God is a God of love And of reconciliation And of kotahitanga, of unity And if we as the church Show that he is real by our unity Then that needs to be across all cultures And here in New Zealand That needs to be with Māori And it doesn't mean that we... Māori, we need to get Māori into our Western church. Mm. It means that we need to allow Māori, not even allow, we need to stand back and empower, come alongside our Māori brothers and sisters to be authentically Māori and mm. Christian. You know, mm. we we told them to renounce their Māori tanga at the door before they could mm. come. Mm. And that's what we need to come mm. and repent of and um, seek their forgiveness for it and just allow that space to happen and not be fearful of it. Yeah. It's going to look different because yeah. it's a completely different worldview. And that's okay. God is bigger than all of that. And God sure. is expressed through all of that. So it's that beauty of reconciliation and that beauty of um, showing God's love and outworking of the gospel of unity of all people Mm. in that. Mm. I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect
0: (laughs) sense. It's fantastic. And um, I think that's a good place for us to Mm -hmm. wrap it up, even though we could definitely keep chatting. Zoe, uh, like I said at the beginning of the conversation, uh, works for Manahapuri, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty local kind of uh, work, but um, if people are interested in finding out more, what's the website? Um, And
1: www.manahapuri.co.nz, or Facebook.
0: Yep, cool, cool, cool. Um, So um, check that out, and Zoe, just thanks so much for your contribution to this conversation, as well as all the other stuff. You you've done awesome stuff with our students at Pathways in the past when we've stayed at the Mudai here in Cambridge and so just really appreciate all the wisdom, the experience, the vulnerability that you bring to this conversation and all the insights been really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers.